Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan. As always, I am joined by Owen and Dillette. Owen, it's good to have you back. Good to be back. Uh, it's been a while. It I'm has been a while. How was, how was Euro? It was great. It was killer. Got to see uh, Spotify, Camp New. Went out to Paris. Was in Zurich for a little bit. It was, it was a good time. Oh, that's very fun. Dillette, how are you? I assume things are the same. Phenomenal. I'm currently on one foot. Oh, yes. Why don't you, why don't you tell that story? Dude, there isn't much there. I got stung by a stingray on my foot. I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was more to it, but that's really it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So we have a good episode for you guys today. We're going to be doing our predictions for the table this season, except no one cares really about ninth through 17th. So really only the teams that are getting relegated and who's in the top eight. So that is what we are doing today. Who's getting relegated, lads? Pretty much for like the easy cop-out answer, which was like whoever came up. But then also, okay, specifically Bournemouth, it's it's not so much that I think they'll go down as that I want them to go down just because they're, you know, classic yo-yo team. I want them to go down and stay down. But after Bournemouth, I went with Fulham and Leeds. I, I want to be upset, but I can't be. Um, so it I've may- gone with actually Fulham for the same reason that you've gone with Bournemouth. I definitely think Bournemouth have zero quality in that team, and they're going to go down most likely. So that's why I have Bournemouth and Fulham. I have my third team is kind of weird. I have Leeds slash Everton because Leeds and Everton both lost their best players, but Leeds are more in danger because Leeds lost Calvin Phillips and Rafinha. So they lost the defense, passing, goals, and assists. So now players like Jack Harrison are going to be like the main creator. I mean, they picked up a decent young American. I don't know. You, We know the style that Jesse Marsh plays. It's that like Bundesliga Red Bull coach style where it's all offense. And Leeds already have a shaky defense. Like Junior Furpo is one of the worst left backs I've seen in my life. So I think it's going to be either Leeds or Everton. I really don't know. Um, I think Leeds because while Everton lost for Charleston last season, they didn't have a healthy dominant Calvert-Lewin. Oh, you think it'll take up the take up the spotlight? I also just think they have more quality in the team than Leeds. Like they have players like Damari Gray and Gordon who have some individual brilliance. I've definitely got Bournemouth and Fulham going down. But yeah, I was I was tearing between Leeds and Everton. I kind of just went for Everton. They don't really have much of an identity. And the players, their best days just kind of behind them. So there's not not much that they're really looking forward to in that kind of bad season last year i don't really think they're gonna make much improvement that's fair so i considered everton pretty heavily i do dislike leads so there might have been some bias there but i just feel like everton will fire frank lampard within like a couple weeks of the season starting new manager bounce yeah i i don't i don't see them see them going down whereas leads i don't know why but something just tells me that they'll stick with jesse march for some reason like despite them even like getting rid of Bielsa pretty quickly but well the thing is before the Leeds was the longest Bielsa's ever stayed at a club okay so he he like has this thing where where they just do murder ball basically too much and all the players hate their lives and then he's like he like has to leave they they just can't handle him anymore yeah like they're just like every game feels the same like we're just fucking running so (laughs) So that's why I think Leeds are going to stick with Jesse Marsh is because he kind of matches the style Bielsa plays, but it's a fresh kind of take on it. And he's had success in the Bundesliga. I guess now we'll see. Does 
the the big question here: Does Bundesliga tax apply to managers and not just players? Sure. Yeah, we've, we've all collectively said that Nottingham Forest will stay up. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I like Nottingham Forest. I like them Something too. About them, it's just like, I, I it's like fun. most that they kicked Arsenal out of the cup. <laughs> That's fair. They lost the right back. Honestly, I don't know too much about that squad to say how that'll affect them. They lost their keeper, Bryce Sanwa. Yeah. He went to the French side, I think, League Two or something, but I think they'll they'll stay in. I think the difference between last season and this season is we have more yo-yo clubs in Bournemouth and Fulham. Actually, I mean, last season we had Norwich, which is like the definition of yo-yo. Yeah. But I think this season it's more about who sucks the most rather than who can save themselves, which I felt like last season was a lot. That That's what that felt like. I yeah, feel I don't like, – oh, go for it. I, I feel like Leeds should have been a yo-yo club. Like, I feel like after they had the good season and then they sucked so bad last season, I think they just, like, were out – they were outshitted by the other teams, and they should have been a yo-yo club, but they were saved by, like, the teams that were worse. Like, it wasn't up to them at all. I mean, the thing is, like – if I'm a Leeds fan, I'm saying we've spent $95 million this window. And if we don't stay up, we're going to have to sell those players for half the value. And then we're in financial trouble. And then it's just all this shit again where we're going to go in a free fall. I mean, they banked in on Rafinha, though. So you can they did bank in on Rafinha. Excuse the spending. But... And Calvin Phillips. That was like 50, 60. Oh, yeah, dude. They, no, they've generated like, what, 120, 130 this summer? Yeah, you, probably. You can drop that. Hopefully they don't. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny if they still suck. But I, I still have them going down, though. It's yeah, just, I think so. Yeah. I think so. All right, let's 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 move into the top eight. This was actually tough because we weren't doing top ten because we felt like it wasn't engaging enough for you guys who have the attention spans of goldfish. So we we went with top eight. Owen, why don't you kick us off? Um, Yeah, it, it was difficult. But uh, at eighth, I have Leicester sitting up top. No reason. I was kind of teetering between them, Newcastle, and West Ham. Really, who would take that eighth spot? Eight's weird. Ten's, ten would have been more ideal, but yeah, I kept I kept Newcastle out of this one. I just feel like, even though they have so much money now, I don't think that they're just gonna jump from extremely mid to being yeah. intention for a higher single digit place. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think a lot of teams had pretty slow starts last year, and West that's where West Ham kind of capitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, United had their worst season in a long time. Chelsea dropped points towards the end of the season. Spurs had a very slow start. Arsenal were very streaky. Went, uh, what, like, you guys didn't really pick up a point for, like, a month or something, right? At the beginning of the season? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, for your first three games, basically, right? You didn't pick up a point. Why are we, why are we bringing this up? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm saying a lot of teams got off to a slow start, and then Arsenal were also inconsistent. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's where West Ham kind of, like, had a good season. So I get why Owen put him in eighth. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Um, what, seventh, right? Yeah, I had Leicester, Leicester eighth, West Ham seventh. I actually went with Brighton, Newcastle. I think Brendan Rodgers is – it's time for him to leave. I think he's – Vardy's aging. Patson Daco isn't really the guy. Iannaccio can be. He just is very streaky. The only real bright spots are Fafana, Tielemans, and Madison. (laughs) Who also happen to all be on the transfer list. Yeah, that's my point. (laughs) Is those the three best players are also on the chopping block. So that's why I haven't put them in. And I've gone with Newcastle because I feel like there's a lot more belief in the club and the it's shown in the stadium and off the pit and on the pitch. And I think 
honestly, they have a Europa League quality squad. I don't think that's too crazy to say. Uh, I, it's, there's like nothing ruling them out though, just because they have the the budget. Like the budget's so crazy. Yeah. There's and they nothing. really haven't done anything this summer. Yeah, they haven't done any crazy business, which is why I left them out. Even though uh, it does scare me that they still can. Yeah, I left them out, and I also left out Leicester, and I had my eighth and seventh spots as Brighton and West Ham. So we all kind of had similar similar yeah. starts. I think we all believe in Brighton just because they they play well. They play they like have a nice style of play. Definitely. Yeah. I think if Arteta doesn't get top four this year, you replace him with Graham Potter. Nah, I'm not. I'm not with you on that one. I'm gonna stick with Arteta regardless, dude. That's I think like four years of Arteta in charge with no top four. Dude, we weren't getting top four before that. It's not like, it's not like the squad was like a top four squad, and then he like made it drop out. Like the team was bad. There was a what lot would, to rebuild. On. What would it take for you to lose faith in Arteta, dude? If we like, I don't know, man. Like we'd have to get like eighth or something again, dude. I just think like the the journey from where we have been to where we need to be is so like far. And I feel like people don't understand how big of a gap there is between like the title winning squads. And then like you have Chelsea and you have Tottenham and then you have like Arsenal and like how far back our squad was like maybe like a year or two ago is just so like vastly far behind. So I feel like giving him a year or two and then saying like top four an hour to go, it's a little soon. Like, I get the, the Premier League's kind of cutthroat, so you can come to that conclusion. But it's going to take a little bit more for me to, to want him to leave, especially for Grant Potter. Like, I, I get, like, he's a good manager. I get it. But, dude, come on. This is Arsenal. Fire TikTok. <laughs> this is Arsenal. This is Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> just, the, just the arrogant, this is Arsenal. And then you pull up the top, the league finishes, eighth, eighth, fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, honestly. Well, that that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I, I personally never thought Arteta would be in charge of Arsenal. The reason I didn't put West Ham in is because I feel they're gonna have a drop off. I feel like they're not. This r- Route One football is gonna find its way into the into the into the depths of the Premier League. Um, I might have been harsh on them. Maybe I should have put them in eighth and then Brighton at ninth. But I like Brighton too much. I feel all they need is that one striker. And if they hold on to Kukurea, I think they can do it. I don't think there's a chance in hell they're holding on to Kukurea. But, yeah, have they signed a striker this window? No. Yeah, I don't think so. It's Welbeck and Maupe. Yeah, I feel like they missed out on Enkedia. That would have been, like, a great transfer for them. But that ship has sailed. I think he signed a new contract. Yeah. All right, let's move into top six. This is where it gets interesting. Fifth and sixth left. I've gone with a shout here. Okay. I've gone with the mighty Arsenal. Sixth. Six. Six. No, that's next level hating. Whoa. Let's get explanations. Come on. Hurry up. Yes. So the reason I have Arsenal in six is because I think Man United are going to have a very wonky start, but they're really going to find their form towards the middle of the season, right before the world, right after the World Cup, and they're going to go on a rampage. On the other hand, Arsenal are known to be inconsistent um, under Arteta. Now that they do have a good striker, I think if you guys had a striker last year, you would have gotten top four. But it's Jesus is my thing. And I feel you guys don't have the experience to necessarily see out those 1-0, 1-1 games and get that win. Last time there was a draw, I think you guys relied on Nicola Pepe to provide the winner against Wolves. Which, you know, fair enough, he got the winner. But you can't be relying on Nicola Pepe to bring you winners. 
it in games. Yeah, of course you have Jesus now, but he's not really that player. There's also no real leader in the squad. Xhaka, he he's not even the captain now, is he? Odegaard's the captain. Yeah, Odegaard's the captain now, and he's he doesn't seem like a very vocal leader. It's a lot of a lot of points made. I the one the one major thing that I agree with you on is that there's no real leaders in the squad. Granted, Xhaka kind of has like if you know if you watch like the the pregame talks, you know who's like shouting at the team, who's cheering them on. It usually is Granit Xhaka. I don't think that's a good thing. But six is harsh, man. Six is harsh. Fifth, fifth place with, um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Six. No, sixth place is harsh. But, I mean, fifth place, I feel like we've significantly improved the squad right now since last season. And to say we move backwards from this, I think that's a little bit crazy. Well, my thing is United had their had a terrible season, and now they have Ten Hag. Um, I think he's going to shore up that defensive line a lot. And then also those wingers are going to really find their form. I think Rashford is in for a very, very big season, a very good season. Same same with Sancho. Like we, we've we seen players of Sancho and Rashford profile do very, very well under Ten Hag, um, Anthony, David Neres, Ziyech, si- si- similar profiles. So I think they'll have a really good season. My only concern really is the midfield and Ronaldo for United. Yeah. So where do you have United standing? I have United fifth. I have them at sixth. Okay, you have United sixth. Basically, same reasons. Okay. Yeah. I think they'll have a good season. They don't have a lot of depth. And I do think that the Ronaldo thing is going to be a, a large factor on that because he's supposed to be their star player. But if he's unhappy, what is he going to do? I feel like the real issue is that they're just not replacing anyone. Like... If Ronaldo does leave, they haven't shown interest in any world-class forwards that are going to replace those, what, like 23 goals or something that he scored last season, probably more across all competitions, done any business in their midfield, which is crazy because the league starts in like five days and they're pulling up with like Academy products and Fred and McTominay. <laughs> Erickson's yeah, well, a- I think the now. idea is that not all the goals will, I think the goals will stop coming from just Ronaldo. I think that's kind of the idea. I was watching him in the preseason games, and I was kind of shocked. He, he there was just one moment where he just kept back passing for like three minutes instead of, and he had space to turn, and he just didn't turn. And he had like five opportunities to turn, and he also left um, oh, before yeah. the game even ended. No, I, I saw what you were talking about the whole back passing thing. It was like five or six in a row. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a just not happy there, like confidence thing, and a funk, but. It's definitely shine. Yeah, I agree. I had United as sixth. Okay, yeah. so who'd you have in fifth? Tottenham Hotspur. Wow. Fifth play. Yeah. Okay, Tottenham in fifth. Explain. I was it was it was either fifth or fourth. I think they're gonna be in the same situation as last season. What really is giving is like giving them that fifth spot is just the transfers that they've made this summer are like so aggressively unimpressive. I'm I'm not it's for Charleston. Parasic is decent, but you can't rely on Parasic. They signed like a 21-year-old right back who's who's better than Emerson, but also can't really be relied upon. It's his first time in the Premier League. It's just not it's not impressing me too much. And if Kane and Son, you know, do what they do normally, they have no reason not to, you know, take the fourth spot. But the rest of the team just doesn't. It doesn't impress me still. Well, what I like actually for Spurs is their signings. The signings that they've made because they fit Conte's system. And then they're also the players Conte wants. And 
I feel like that entire mindset around the club has changed. It's not, I mean, there's always a fear they're going to spurs it up, but it's like, yes, you know what? Top four is actually tangible. Like a cup this season is really, really possible. I would say that that's always been the case for Spurs. I feel it's more profound this season. I think Perisic works under Conte, very solid, great going forward. I think they should sign Matty Cash at right back. Um, I think he'd fit the system. Kulisevsky, obviously, you're, uh, they brought in Lengley from Barcelona, ball playing center back. Not amazing, but better than Dyer. It's an improvement. They brought in, they brought in Basuma. He's going to help out Hoiberg. He's going to help protect. And he's, he's very solid going forward. He's going to help break those lines, take some of the pressure off Bentacore and Kulisevsky to get the ball in the cane and so on. I agree with the Richarlison signing. I think Richarlison's dog shit. But I, I, I think it's been a very, very good window. I think they've had one of the better windows in the Premier League. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You said you were happy with their signings, but weren't you just shitting on Richarlison? I'm happy with most of their signings. Okay. Richarlison is the exception. I'm ultimately unimpressed. I just don't think they address some issues, but like, dude, you're still pulling into games with Langlet or Dyer, especially because Conte plays a three. One of them is always going to be playing. Neither of them are good defenders. Like, I feel like we'll be surprised at how bad Langlet actually is because he's so terrible. And I wish the recording didn't get messed up, but we had a, a Spurs fan on previously who said, um, who compared Langlet to, I think it was Toby Alderweireld, which is so crazy. And I, I was like itching to clip that, but we lost the footage. I'll yeah, clip no. this one. Well, yeah, we'll be, I think we'll be, I'll, I, as, as an Arsenal fan, we pleasantly surprised with how terrible Langlet will be. <laughs> I, th- I think arguably they've had a better signing than Arsenal though. Better summer? Yeah. You guys addressed addressed issues, depth at left back, and the biggest one, striker. Overall, their squad has improved. Like, Perisic, yeah, he's a little bit old, but what do we know about him? We know he's a very good defender. We know he's very good going forward, and we know he has a crazy engine, even at 34. What do we know about Basuma? Very solid, prem proven, box-to-box. He's going to take the weight off of Hoiberg. He's going to protect the back the back five a lot more they're not the best signings at center back Linglet, but it 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 is an improvement it it's also depth i wouldn't even say it's an improvement it is depth i won't i can't i can't say it's not depth but i don't think that's an improvement okay it's a sidestep but it's depth basuma and parasitch i'll give you that they're they're not too bad basuma's a great sign and they got him for 30 mil too which is great oh shit i forgot basuma left brighton yeah brighton aren't getting top eight <laughs> I did not factor that in. Um, oh, and who'd you have at fifth? Fifth, I was uh, – this was uh, it was honestly like a tough one for my third through fifth, but I put Arsenal at fifth. I did too. Um, for the same reasons you put them at sixth. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, nothing really there. I just don't think that they've really got the competition. I don't think the signings were as top tier as people are making them up to be. Um, so I I see them challenging, being close to the top four, but I don't know. I don't see it getting there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I have United fifth. Um, Dillette, would you like to respond to Owen? Uh, we'll get into that once we get into our top four predictions. Okay, top four predictions. Um, I Dillette. <laughs> Stage lads, fourth place, Chelsea Football Club. Hey, I, I got them there too. <laughs> Same. See, but we got them there for different reasons. Because Arsenal is going to be in third place. And that's <laughs> why. But we'll, we'll talk about Chelsea first because I feel like 
um they'll be in the they'll be in the dogfight with Spurs for fourth place. I do think Arsenal will be involved in that, but I'm expecting us to to do a little bit better and get third place in the end. But Chelsea have improved in like the weirdest ways because they'll lose like three players, but they'll upgrade with Koulibaly. But Koulibaly's only one guy. He can't take the spot of like the three players that y'all are losing at center back. And then you guys have like the most terrible front line in the top six, arguably. And then you sign Raheem Sterling. You still don't have a nine. (laughs) Like it's great signings, but I don't know if I can comfortably say that like, that's what the team needs. Like Sterling is definitely like what you guys need, but is it what you need the most right now? No, there's definitely things we could use better. We could could have replaced the people that we sold. I think if Barso wasn't in the mix and our it didn't have an ear in our whole transfer. Oh yeah. You know, then I feel like we could honestly be competing for top two. It was we had some solid signings lined up. Okay, okay, maybe not top two. Third, we'd be in third. I don't think but, that's – who did they steal from you guys? Kunde. Uh, they were like five. Kunde, Rafinha. Rafinha. Um, were you guys in for Lewandowski or did he just go straight to Barca? There was talks. There was links. Lewandowski. Yeah. There's been links to like five of their signings. So to I, be I, fair, I think, I think if you get Kukurea, that's huge. Agreed. I think that could bump us up for sure. But there's only been Sterling – uh cool valley and if you want to say gallagher but after that pk i don't know if i would even include <laughs> that that headless chicken dude don't let me get started on gallagher he fooled us at the beginning of the season thinking thinking that he was like some some all-star box-to-box midfielder bro no it's not pretty yeah i'm I'm not gonna lie um i, I was watching him someone's audio is messed up okay am i good now yeah okay um i was watching him Gallagher, not very incisive, man. Not very incisive at all. Yeah, he did. He did have us fooled. But I, I think Cucurella would be big. Um, I think so. Would did we but all have you... Chelsea at fourth? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Rare moment. If they do sign Cucurella for like what fifty mil that he seems to be going for. You got to question spending habits, man. Because Chilwell was like crazy expensive too. And yeah. he's not really being wise right now. Like, I just feel like another, like, big money left back, that's that's a bit much. Like, if you guys drop, like, 80 on another striker, it's like, okay, that's striker. That happens. But, like, two 50 mil plus left backs is crazy. <laughs> I think the idea, though, up top is to play Havertz at the nine. I think he will be the leading goal scorer for Chelsea. But, yeah, let's let's, let's move into third. Havertz? That's so I'm, – I'm unimpressed. But yeah, it's gonna be Havertz into- or Sterling. I, I, because my thing is, if you think about the system, if you think about the players they have, Sterling should do well. Werner is actually a pretty decent space creator. He's not what you signed him for, but he creates a lot of space. He gets in behind, and I thought he was gonna do well with Lukaku, but Lukaku's just poo poo. Um, he's Kaka. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think Werner Sterling is could be a nice little combo there. I think we're sitting comfortably in fourth though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Third to let. Let's hear let. Let me preface this. Hear me out. <laughs> I would like to start this off with let us look back on our on the previous season. Arsenal, fifth place, barely missed out on top four, very narrowly. What happened in that season? We lost our left back. We lost our right back. 
we saw Nuno Tavares and Cedric get regular minutes for about six of the eight months of the season. This year, that's not happening. We have, we have Ben White who can fill in at right back for Tomiyasu. We have Zinchenko, who's arguably our starter now over Kieran Tierney. We'll see how that goes. But we're not going to see those two touch the field on a regular basis. That alone, I'm feeling like pushes us top four. That was a good speech. I'm pumped. Now, here's where the big part comes in, guys. There's more. Who did we have at striker last season? Alexander Lacazette. Exactly. And what did Lacazette do? Miss. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all the whole season. Nothing at all. Gabriel Jesus in, in like, like two games has equaled his goal tally to last season. Okay, they're preseason games against like Sevilla. That's fine. So you act like Sevilla is not like, like fourth in La Liga or something. And and against Chelsea, he cooked against Chelsea. Fair. And that Chelsea, squad, I know it was weak and it was a preseason squad, but that's not too different to what you guys actually have going into the season. I, I, I Bali played that game. Team. To be fair. Yeah, I looked at the team sheet. It's not too different to what's going to happen in the regular season. All right, all right. Now, we have Gabriel We have Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus, I know Rohan thinks he's like a miss machine. Even if he's a miss machine, it is such a massive upgrade on Lacazette, who is a miss machine that didn't run, he didn't press, he didn't create chances, he just missed. And now we have a real striker who's going to get up there, create chances, press, link up play with the other players, and then also end up in the box to get a shot off. I will give you Gabriel Jesus' pressing and positioning and movement in the box is beautiful. He is very, very effective as a presser. I've seen him cut a field in half by himself. And he is he does pick up good positions, but God, does he miss. Um, fair sales pitch. Um, I don't know, but that's kind of inspiring me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm persuaded, man. Do let thought put some thought into this speech, dude. This wasn't thought, man. This was straight from the heart. <laughs> wow, I had to watch Lacazette stand. You got a point, man. There's a, a little, there's a little bit of fire under the feet now after missing yeah. out. It's not on Champions League, you know. They might have a little something in them. I think so. I feel like team will be a little bit hungrier. Yeah, I'm third place. And now that I have you guys on board with my ideas, we're actually getting first place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not on board. No, I'm trolling, I'm trolling, I'm trolling. Um, but it is a good sales pitch. I just think there is still a lot of experience, uh, inexperience in the team, and there's no clear-cut real star. I know it's supposed to be Sokka, and I Sokka feel like could be it. Huh? I feel like he's good enough to be the star. We'll see. We'll see. He has a, a level to jump up, obviously. Yeah. There's only I another mean, level to him. We'll see. We'll see how he does with the real striker in. Those Fair. assist numbers will probably double. Owen, who you got a third? I'm, I'm debating what my answer is now. Okay. <laughs> um, I still think Tottenham. I think Tottenham as well. Yeah. I, I like what you were saying um, earlier about how their signings fit in the Conte system, and I agree with that. I think they're just really working towards their play style. And I think if Kane and Son link up again this year, like they have been in the past four or five years, not that long, I don't know how long it's been, but then I, I think they've got a good chance to get third. I think the difference between Spurs and Arsenal is the manager. And Conte is a lot. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's if not it comes the, down to it. To, that's not the difference. 
to, you to know the point, if it comes if it comes down to the last day of the season, I'm backing Spurs because of Conte. It's Kane and Son. That's the difference. It's not the managers. Conte's a serial winner. Come on. Conte Dude. wins. Conte is a great manager. He's better that's than Arteta. That's the biggest difference between Arsenal and Spurs. No, no. I'm saying if you're both on 70 points, there's one game to go. I'm backing Spurs because of Conte and his mindset. Okay. Uh, no, okay. I, I understand what you heard. What? That's not what I was trying I, to say. I get what you're saying now, yeah. If yeah, comes, I'm not saying that the main okay. difference is that. No, I'm saying if it comes down to the last day of the season, you're both on the same amount of points, it's going to go to Spurs because of Conte. No, it happened last season. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to argue um, squad quality, so that's why I didn't say that. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Any argument made for Spurs finishing third, there's not much that I can say about it. I don't believe in their signings, but even without the signings, like they still have Kane and Son. Kane and Son are always going to be able to get the team to top four, always going to be able to get them to like an FA Cup semifinal or final. Like, dude, that's, that's Kane and Son. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be able to win anything, though. Yeah. Maybe this we'll season. See they, we'll see if they win something. Yeah. All right. Let's get in the top two. This is um, where it always happens. I feel like I know everyone's predictions. Already. You know who I have in second. I know who you guys have in second. Yeah. Spit it out. Yeah, you're trying not to do that. I have drink. Manchester City in second. Of course uh-huh. you do. I bet you have them getting to the final of the Champions League too. And losing. <laughs> I have them losing in the final of the Champions League. And then winning like every domestic trophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're winning we're winning the FA in, in Carbao. Um no, my thing with City is we lost Sinchenko, we lost depth, we lost Jesus, we lost depth. Yes, we brought in Holland and Alvarez. I like Alvarez a lot personally, but we can't buy into this preseason notion. One of our friends of the podcast, Talk Ball, released a pretty good TikTok, and he said, we can't be buying into these preseason notions. We did in 17 with Lukaku, someone else, and that flopped. This year, it was supposed to be Ronaldo versus, or last year, it was supposed to be Ronaldo versus Lukaku, and it wasn't. And the year before that, it was supposed to be another two players, and it wasn't. So we can't be buying into these preseason notions. I think Holland has that hazing period at City, but I think Grealish complements Holland perfectly. So last season wasn't Grealish's, but now it's his because he's had that year under Pep's guidance. <laughs> there it is. And City's in second to not jinx. No, no, right? no, no. City is in second. <laughs> I forgot to give a reason why City is in second. I think Firmino. If he stays and gets playing time, we'll tie that entire Liverpool attack together, honestly. Because if you look at Nunes, you know he cannot pass and he likes to drift out wide. And what we've seen is those fullbacks kind of coming towards the center of the pitch to feed the channels through to Nunes so he can get in behind. Um, And Firmino will kind of link all those together. So I think Firmino is actually the move here. And I think... I've been uh, this preseason. I've been watching City play the most amount of long balls I've ever seen in my life, and I fucking hate it. Um, because of Holland, we're trying to adapt for Holland, um, and that's why I feel we're we're changing the system too much, and that it's not going to work out. And that's why we're getting second. Why I, do you guys have Liverpool in second? I just think you guys are. Better. I'm going to assume you you think we're bad. Mm. No, 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 I think City or you guys are just better than Liverpool. Oh, better like, than Liverpool. Yeah, like signings wise too, what you guys had already, like 
I feel like adding Holland to the mix, you see it as like some weird negative. That's Holland. Let's I not... think you're wrong. Yeah, uh, he's gonna have a standout season, dude. He's gonna he's gonna get like twenty in just the prem. I'll make a bet right now. He doesn't get more than seventeen in the prem. Seventeen's pretty high, so that's not. I'm not making that bet with you, just because like, like sixteen goals is still great, and maybe and he might even get rested for Champions League games because you guys also signed Julian Alvarez. But okay, yeah, I think as as far as the teams go, Liverpool. I just feel like their front three is like almost comical right now. Like Luis Diaz, you guys like Luis Diaz, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's a little bit eh. like he's good and he can dribble and do skills and he can even score like pretty well. But like, dude, you put him next to Nunez, not a lot's happening on that on the left side if that's what you're pulling up with. Yeah, it'll be another very solid dominant season. And then we adjustment without Mane as well. Yeah, Mane created yeah, Mane, so much. Mane is going to be such a huge hole in that team, and I feel like Klopp is just not addressing that because you can't take out such like a such a key creator in your front three and then bring in Nunes. Like, you can't do that and expect to to still survive. Yeah. So yeah, Liverpool second, City first, as it always is. Bournemouth twentieth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and why, why do you think Liverpool go second and City go first? I, I just think, like I said, Mane leaves a big hole in the team. I think there's going to be an adjustment period. I think it'll still be a close race like it always is. But I do think you're underestimating Holland. I think you're just saying that so you don't jinx it. And it's all part of your mind games. But he's going to have a standout season and uh, City's just going to be City. Wait, let, let me say something. Rohan, you know, Gabriel Jesus has one of the highest – Goals to minute ratios in Premier League history. And you are taking him out and putting in Holland. And I want you to understand there's no way to go wrong with that. Like, no matter how you do, however inconsistent he's going to be, you take out Gabriel Jesus, who has, oh, maybe I misspoke. I think it's goals and assists to minutes, but you take that and put Holland in. You can't go wrong. Yeah. I also don't understand why we signed another eight. Who'd you sign? Calvin Phillips. That's a six signing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That 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 is a six signing. I guess I'm yeah, just he, thinking he of him. Both, but it also I could see you guys playing four two three one with KDB at the ten and Grealish left wing, Mara's right wing. Now that you guys have like an actual nine. I think the idea is to bring Cancelo more forward and maybe even more towards the center of the pitch and have the have Calvin Phillips and Rodri kind of shield. Yeah. yeah. But you have to remember how bad Rodri was when he first came into the team. I think it's going to be just the same for Calvin Phillips. I don't think this – I don't know. I feel like Calvin Phillips has already played – like in Leeds, I know it's not the same system, but he was damn near the only midfielder. That's true. But, like, I feel like he'll be fine whenever all nine of your guys' eights go up the field to attack and he's, like, the only one left defending. Like, I feel like he'll be fine in that sense. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to join us next week. We'll see you guys then. Peace.